Hello, everyone, and welcome to Terrible Tirades. My name is Sean, and I am joined by my brother Dale and my best friend Paul. Today, we are talking about what drives us crazy about the medical industry here in America. So sit back and let us get mad for you on today's episode of Terrible Tirades. New theme music. Good evening, everybody. Yes, cute theme music that has already played. So, the medical industry drives me up the wall. And the very first thing that, you know, we're, we're going to cut straight to it, is insurance. I've, oh, I've never understood since I was a kid why insurance, why we pay these premiums or why we pay our monthly bills to keep insurance and then still have to pay something more for whatever it is that we're paying the insurance for. And in this case, let's say I had to go get a surgery or if I had to go get uh, just something at the pharmacy, I can't even afford extra strength fucking Tylenol because I still have to pay a copay. What? It doesn't make any sense. So why even pay insurance? Anyway, uh, what's your takes on this? What, what what are your experiences with just insurance? Because I have a different reality being in the military where I don't actually pay pretty much anything as long as I stay in network with my TRICARE network. I, the military members don't really have to pay anything. That's one of the only benefits of being in the military. Yeah. yeah, they should be good at patching people up by now. You know, they, they should have the resources for that, at least being the military. As far as insurance goes, like I gained a new appreciation for insurance after living for two years with none and trying to buy my blood pressure pills and eye drops completely out of pocket. The one time I had to go to a doctor completely out of pocket was an eye opener. The entire medical industry is bloated and expensive bloated um, because it's all made up <laughs> let's well, let's talk about that for a let, second let's no let's let's be fair let's be fair to the insurance industry and that's something you're not going to hear a lot of people say today i'm gonna say i'm not going to be fair to the insurance company no 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 <laughs> let's be fair we're not going to at straw men here you know we're not going to tilt at windmills we're gonna we're gonna really iron up our opponents and give them their strongest argument and from the interest or from the uh perspective of the insurance company what they are doing is saying look these services would be beyond your means to pay for ordinarily but they also don't happen ordinarily it's a very rare instance where you need more than topical care maybe some antibiotics right so they create these insurance programs where they receive a certain amount of money from their entire base of customers and what they're paying out any given day is the small percentage of those customers who get into accidents or have some need for their money. So right away, they wouldn't have the money, you know, if everything sort of blew up. But right away, you're sharing the burden of paying for that medical treatment with everyone that is paying into that insurance uh, company. So you're mitigating a lot of the financial risk for that and ensuring that the money will exist when you need it. It's definitely been taken too far, but it does serve an economic role. I, I mean, I guess. But why... It just seems to the... to the uh, A much non-nuanced answer to that is why 
when you look at an average medical bill, mm-hmm. and even like I still get my bills in the mail, but you know they're still paid for. It's like cost of being in the lobby is two hundred dollars. Cost of talking to a human being is three hundred dollars. Cost of using the, the urinal is at least another two hundred dollars. And then you haven't even talked to the doctor yet. Cost mm-hmm. of talking to the doctor. Or sorry, the nurse would be a hundred dollars. The doctor would be at least a grand, and then finally you get to the procedure, and it's like cost of you know kissing your boo boo because there was no procedure. He didn't do anything, yeah. and then it was oh, still yeah. like eight hundred thousand dollars or some crazy crap. Trust me, I just last year paid off a debt for like seven hundred and fifty dollars for going to the emergency room after like badly spraining my ankle like here in the pop and the tendons ripping everything and they're like oh yeah we can't do anything about that here's an ace bandage 750 dollars wow for an ace bandage and three hours of sitting there in pain talking just uh, the price to- the price points right yeah so- now the price the reason i think the price is high and this is uh not going to be something that's easy to fix which is why most people won't propose it you'll notice people who give reasons very readily are usually the ones who are saying, but I have a quick solution. That's when you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Real reasons are shitty. Like, they stink. They stink bad. Ew. Gross. Reality. I mean, you know? I think the problem so, with this and most things is just we make them overly complex to start with, so we can't have easy solutions. Well, and you got to think on what the medical industry does now. We just kind of accept these space age ridiculous quality procedures as the norm when in reality medical science has gone to this insane degree in the west i mean that uh is very much expensive so on the one side the price points are high because things are just expensive like yeah nitrogen cooled mris i know they're mostly (laughs) helium cooled but they're trying to get away from helium because it's rare I mean, anymore. if, oh, yeah, if I was to give healing. my guess, and I'm no mm-hmm. expert on this shit at all, but I think one of the reasons why things are most so expensive is because everyone's just ready to sue you for anything. It's because there's no trust going either way down this road. And Yeah, that's certainly a factor. It is. Um, so, that just drives the cost of everything them, yeah. up. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's why we have insurance. It's interesting that you bring up that suing, though, because one of the things I wanted to talk about today was medical malpractice. And at least, again, for me, I'm in the military. And so suing for medical malpractice for me wasn't even an option until last year, 2021, because of something called the Ferris Doctrine. And the, the Ferris Doctrine was something... There are three cases that make up this uh, ruling is what it was. It was a Ferris uh, Ferris v. United States. It was in the 1950s. Oh, okay. This is like getting read your Mirandas. Kind of. So what it was is uh, there were three cases that made up the Ferris v. United States, right? And all of them were absolutely ridiculous. One soldier died from being burnt alive in a barracks that he shouldn't have been staying at because it was uh, very ill-kept and he shouldn't have been in there at all, but his command made him stay in there and then he died because of it. And then there was another guy who had 
some kind of surgical tape or something in his, he had abdominal pain, had abdominal surgery for something. And then uh, uh, weeks to months later, he died because of, uh, he had absurd pain. And then on the autopsy, it, they found out, or he had like some kind of medical tape as a property of the United States government in his stomach. Ooh. And then there was another one that's just as absolutely absurd, right? And and so every time, though, it would make it up to a specific level of judicial government, and it would get dismissed is what would happen. It would just mm-hmm. get dismissed because I, I think the the ideology behind it or the idea behind dismissing it is you can't sue military doctors because of if you allow them to sue then in during wartime or something and they have to make these like hasty medical decisions and procedures that could obviously mess you up in the long run but could save your life in the short term we're not going to let you sue because because then oh that is such a cope they could definitely make a caveat in that law where it clearly states that it must be in wartime that these uh, non so that uh, suit I agree. Conditions exist. I agree completely, but uh, I, I think that was the thinking behind it. I'm not even sure if that was the thinking behind it. But in 2021, because of the National Which Defense, sounds like an official thinking. Because of the National Defense Authorization Act in 2021, it was finally allowed to where service members are allowed to sue for medical malpractice so long as it's not like combat oriented. You know what I mean? If it's not like a hasty. Oh, so thing. that's how they got around it. Okay. Yeah. So, and I tell you. Tricare and just like the level of care that you receive in the military is not the mm-hmm. best. It's really not the best. I got hurt in my back and it took mm-hmm. five years, five years of going to doctors, begging doctors to do imaging in my back, not just x-ray, but an MRI, but MRIs cost money and they refuse to do that. And they even have charts Still to this day, in doctor's offices at medical facilities in the Army that say, you know, like a, a flow chart of, of care, and it's like, does their back hurt? Yes. Have they done physical therapy? No. Send them to physical therapy. Have they done physical therapy for so many sessions? Yes. Make them do x-rays. And this is like the stupid flow chart, and it's like, okay, but if you don't do any kind of imaging beforehand... How do you know you're not just worsening this whatever problem I have, which is exactly what happened to me. My my back is beyond repair at this point. Well, I mean, they're, they're suggesting neurosurgery, but that's where I'm at now because of it. And they it, it took them five years, five years of constant, oh, let's do physical therapy. I don't know. That's my rant for that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a problem with uh, public sector services like government services across the board across time across space it's just an economic reality that the government will not put as much money and effort into quality control as a private company will because they don't have the same incentives as a private company does this is why the whole being able to sue army doctors outside of combat conditions is a really interesting thing to me because that tends to level out in some degree, maybe it's not an appreciable degree, I don't know, we have to see the results from this, but it tends to level out the idea that a government service provider has no oversight because they already work for the government, you know? 
Yeah. So you're, it's, you're, it's going to be interesting to see if that has an effect. I'd be interested quality. to see if there's been any major suits yet, because I, it was not heavily announced because I've been oh, in the military for 10 years and I, I don't remember it being announced that much. It was just because I'd been in for a decent amount of time at that point and I, I constantly look every year at the National Defense Authorization Act to see what is being passed every year in terms of raises, in terms of so on and so forth. Other than it being a blurb inside of there, there wasn't a ton of coverage about it. I mean, there was a couple articles here and there from the Military Times and Army Times and so on and so forth, but there wasn't a ton of information about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boy, it's interesting. You live in a completely different infosphere than the rest of the world being in like a military Yeah, I'm basically Canada- like you, <laughs> you guys are America, and I'm Canada in this topic. What? As far as free healthcare goes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I see where we're going with this now. Yeah, right over your head For there. Some reason Dale. I went right to the Revolutionary War. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not even in Quebec. You know. Speaking of not not free healthcare, um, I think one of my is before when I was younger. I just didn't even think of it. You know, I was on my parents' insurance for the longest time. Then I just had no insurance for a couple of years and that was fine. I never went to the doctor. I don't like going to the doctor. It gives me anxiety. But then I started hearing about this thing, Obamacare. That means Dale whether Obamacare. you have insurance or not, you're oh, still yeah. going to fucking pay. And that's bullshit. That's one thing that I really thought was bullshit. Like you, I can't just not have insurance. I refuse yeah, okay. to get it and pay it on principle. I'm like, yeah. go ahead. I'm still not <laughs> so, going to get it. So it's like you can pay for insurance or you can pay for no insurance. You can pay this fee. But there's also a thing where it um, you, you pay a certain amount, but it caps out at a certain rate because we don't want to hurt the really rich people, which they would yeah. have insurance anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. But but still, it's stupid. It's it's We want to hurt the people who are trying. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's uh it's predatory for sure. Mm, yeah. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, I love that his name is attached <laughs> to it forever too. I I love that. Yeah. I love that it gets to be called Obamacare and everyone has to remember, oh yeah, that was who was that Obama guy? Wasn't that the first uh <laughs> first black president? Oh great. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, what if it was the same thing and what a, legacy. a few years later and it was called Trump Care? How would people feel differently? I I feel like I've heard that term used by someone <laughs> for something, and I can't remember because yeah. it's not like Trump passed any comprehensive reforms thanks yeah. to an obstructionist House. Or was it the yeah. Senate? No, I <laughs> I think it was the yeah. House. Yeah, now my... We have kind of the opposite my... situation now. I don't worry about it now because now I work for a company and thankfully they pay for most of my insurance. But then the other pra- crappy part is is when I had to finally put my wife on my insurance. That's a lot more expensive than it just being me because they don't cover shit then. So mm-hmm. that sucks. Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's like, Isn't oh, this is wild? actually really expensive. And I didn't know it because my work covers like 90% of mine. I have wondered for a while why exactly it is that we have socioeconomic policies, I want to call them, 
because it covers both like the economic policies within a company, but it's also like the the legal policy that supports that. We have this weird push to destabilize sort of the traditional one provider household where they're like they're pushing for everyone to have to work now even the kids are working you know <laughs> like you can't just have family at home you provide for that's just not possible anymore child labor yes or no <laughs> no what are you calling a kid <laughs> not the answer dale you've lost <laughs> you've lost this. Just, i'm just going i'm just saying 16 year olds are kids they're not adults but you, they could flip a burger or two. It's good for them. I think, I mean, I started working at 15 at McDonald's with both of you. I didn't work till I was like 18 or 19, I think. But I did work before I, I had a cell phone. So I did have to pay for my own phone. Bro, I wore my McDonald's uniform to work every day of junior year in high school. <laughs> did you really? And then shortly after I would get there three days out of those five every week. I would just book it after homeroom and go meet up with my girlfriend and just fuck off all day. Was that Kiara? No, it was Sarah. Oh, good. It was right after Sarah graduated high school, we would go and be delinquents because she wasn't going to college and I wasn't going to high school. (laughs) Well, we've been distracted. So, what even were we talking about? The well, medical you, industry is crap. Let me tell you what we're going to talk about, and that's the pharmacy. I I have opinions. Hate on this one. The pharmacy. <laughs> I hate it. I, anytime I have to go to the pharmacy, which, believe it or not, with my broken ass back, is quite often. No. I. It's just. It's half the day. It's half the flipping day. For instance, like right now, we're in the middle of like a holiday season, right? So uh, cr- between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm not entirely certain of the uh, the pharmacy hours, right? Okay. Why is it that trying to call the flippin' pharmacy is like trying to get a gate code to Area 51? It's like you call and you immediately you're greeted by the, the stupid automated response for pharmacy press one but no you don't actually get you don't actually hear that it's like for x y and z you hear press one press two press three press four press one if you are standing next to a blue house on a narrow street press two yeah exactly you got it your socks do not match some days out of the week press three yeah (laughs) and finally it's like to speak to a pharmacist, press zero. It's like I could have just done that from the beginning. Yeah, but just uh, called for the operator. Nine times out of ten, that's what I do now. But but there's not a direct number to the pharmacy. You have to go through this automated response. That's mm-hmm. for at least for me. That's the reality. So I go through the stupid automated response. Right. I get to the very last option, which is the pharmacy. Or actually, for mine today, it wasn't even a pharmacy. It was an option. It was for other clinics, which I assumed meant pharmacy because. It wasn't listed in all the other eight other options. So I hit the other clinics, and then like the fourth option on there was pharmacy. I hit that one, and at this point, I've already been listening to this automated recording for about uh, four to five minutes. And Pretty good. It's not bad. Really, anymore. It's not bad. I've spent 10, 15 minutes on with those, having them turn back to the same menu because I took a wrong turn. Yes, and that's another oh, that's another tirade. But just listening to 
what I got to is there. And then finally, it's like, okay, you want to talk to the pharmacy? Yes. Okay. Pharmacy. Which location would you like to go to? And it's just this really long, like, uh, I, the, the, the main one. I want to talk to the main one. And I I'd finally hit the one I wanted. And it would ring once. Today, it rung one time. And it was like, <sighs> sorry, I'm upset. And it's just like, uh, you have reached the pharmacy. We're not available right now. Please call again at a later time. Boop, boop. And it just hung up. At least down in Charlotte, the pharmacies have the courtesy to say something like, We care about the health and safety of our employees. Therefore, to keep them adequately refreshed, we give them an hour-long lunch period between men and men. It's like, oh, well, at least I know when you guys are on lunch. You... The thing was, I don't that, believe a single word about your spiel there. I think that they just got sued or something. It was closed today for the holiday. Oh. It was closed. And it didn't oh, say no. that online. It didn't say it on their website. It didn't say it in the automated response. So I just had to go through it all and then just for it to hang up on me after it rung once. So I, I didn't know what the heck was going on. And then my, my wife texted her friend and she was like, oh, yeah, it's closed. What a waste of time. Time is the most valuable resource in all of humanity. That's true. And the pharmacy uh, is easily has easily taken months of my life at this point. What about the DMV? That, that might take more. But I guess you don't go there as often. No, I, yeah, although bro. I'll be there shortly Actually, because I, I have Kansas it. tags. And I need to get tags for my, uh, my new state that I live in. So I need to... St- do that with uh, South Carolina when I've lived down there long enough. I just have to be in South Carolina for three months before I can do that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, lucky for the military. Like, as long as you're on military orders, all states allow you to have, like, just maintain your plates from your previous duty station until mm. until it's, like, t- until they're expired, essentially. And then I have to get new yeah. plates. I mean, I just re-upped my uh, plates and tags on my car in the last month so i should be good for a while legally speaking but uh it did probably be good for tax purposes just to make sure that i am actually a resident of the state i'm going to be filing taxes in all right we're getting slightly off topic again uh off topic again so i'll ask this question what is the longest you've waited at a pharmacy or on hold with a pharmacy what's the longest either of you have waited Ooh, for the pharmacy hmm Probably about an hour, I want to say. Just an hour for waiting for meds and stuff? That's it? Well, I mean, yeah. Wow. Because I only get real basic blood pressure pills that are always in stock that lots of people get all the time. So they're just like, oh, okay, you need these. Now, if it's for my eye drops, three weeks. Easy. Because they got to order them. And they're like, dude, it's supply issues. So, you know, I end up... uh I end up waiting a bit. That makes me upset almost. What about you, Paul? I was like, I go to the pharmacy a lot less than, than you guys. So, I mean, I don't know. You, I mean, like on average, it's like about, you know, 20, 30 minutes when I go there. But yeah, that's I mean, that's the norm if it's taking them a minute, 10 minutes if I called ahead. Wow. Know? I mean, My, I'm sure I've been in a scenario where it's taken me at least 40 to an hour, but I, I can't really give you an accurate one on that i'm just not in the pharmacy a whole lot and 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 i'm glad to say that 
Boy, Paul, it feels great to be getting these civilian, economically based business benefits. I was yeah. going to say, so my good old private sector, you know, my, maybe I need some meds. <laughs> my my ordinary weight is at a minimum an hour for any Jeez. kind of medication. Doesn't matter what it is. This is like because of the military. Yeah, uh, I mean it that's what it be, is. Because there's so no on post. I, I have yeah. to go to the pharmacy on post. Number one, uh, okay. unless the doctor writes me like a, a a paper script and I can take it to somewhere else, but ordinarily that doesn't happen. So I have to go on post. And the issue with going on post is all the retirees and uh, dependent uh, dependents <laughs> will go there as well. They have to, and so it's just absolutely flooded with all these broken ass military service members and their uh. dependents, and it, it's always crowded. And there's never sufficient workers there because ordinarily they backfill <laughs> because there's an actual job in the army for pharmacists. I mean, so, I, I believe, uh, or, or like, I think they just throw regular medics in there. I'm not sure, but there's definitely military personnel working in there and, and civilian personnel, but the military personnel don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> so, so like you got like some like old, like PTSD dudes like with shaky hands trying to scoop pills and that's why it's taking so long or what no <laughs> no i'm saying that there's a ton of retirees trying to get pills trying to get uh, their medications filled there and they don't go anywhere else because they have tricare because whenever you retire from the military you get tricare for the rest of your life for free that's just one of mm. your benefits so that's what i'm saying man that right there is a great example of what i'm saying they have no ability to go anywhere else. These people at the pharmacy know that they cannot lose their job at that pharmacy for this reason, and they can't lose customers from the pharmacy for their behavior because the customers have to go there. So they can act however the hell they want, and they can get away with it. In a private business, where you losing customers for the company costs the company's bottom line, and they end up having an incentive to fire you or fix you, you know... Yeah. This sort of behavior doesn't usually fly. And if it does, it's a failing pharmacy. I can guarantee that. I but private sector wins out in this situation. I agree. Economics. They just. <laughs> I agree. I wonder how that is comparable to someone in, you know, uh, I don't know England or the or Canada or somewhere where, where there's free healthcare. You know what I mean? I wonder how yeah. that is comparable. My experience to theirs. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you would be getting away lucky. There are people in Britain who, and this is in the private sector, not even they're just their military being shit, uh, who will wait exorbitant amounts of time for more complex surgeries simply because they can prioritize the easy stuff in a free healthcare situation. It is very difficult to prioritize the expensive stuff. I mean, I have heard so they're that. They're flooded with like real basic, like, oh, I've got a cold and everyone's got you know the access to the antibiotics and stuff. But you have a complex break in your foot. You may have to have them re-break it by the time that you get in there. I have heard that a lot of people come to America simply for the complex medical mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. We I pay for having a more con for having a more convoluted and expensive yeah. system in order to get back the benefit that we can have the most advanced system available at any given moment it's yeah. just uh see i always it's hear just like, that it makes it more expensive 
you know, like all the, the, I don't, I don't really like the hipsters or the hippies or the hip somethings. They're always talking about like, oh yeah, I should just move to Canada because they got free healthcare. And then you hear the, the whole story like, well, yeah, but you have to wait forever. But usually when I hear like, oh, it's, it's free, but it sucks. I mean, it's always like some old, like super American dude. So like, I'm like, are you saying that because that's true? Are you saying that because like you think it's unpatriotic to like say somebody has better health care than you? So I don't I don't really fucking know because I don't know anybody who who like actually has to go through like the the system in you know Canada or the UK or whatever. So I can't I can't really judge that for for sure. But I I guess I haven't done a lot of research on it either. So I could be completely wrong there but it's just you know, yeah free I mean, sounds good but i mean i'm sure there's pros and cons to each yeah the pro for free and this is what i'm sure most of them are thinking of because hipsters tend to be the younger hippy dippy crowd that hasn't quite reached painful old age and hasn't lived the hard life that gives them pain in their young age they're, they're fairly well kept yeah. well kept uh 30 year olds ish yeah. at this point so they're getting voting power, but they mm. don't know what they're voting for. They don't have any fucking clue. <laughs> Bold of you so to assume like, that the, anyone votes anymore, Dale. Bro, uh, people vote more now than they have in a decade prior. I like, think you're counting the Trump supporters. Like all <laughs> the blue collar folk came out the yeah. mountains to go vote for Trump. Uh, I'd yeah. be interested. Yeah, but a to significant see. portion of them stayed. It's not that. You know, it wasn't a Trump effect. It's that it hasn't gone away yet. And the midterms are always a depressed time for voting. And look how many people still voted. Look how big the races were. You know, the 2024 election is going to be just a shit show. Just Mm -hmm. a shit show. That's because interest has never been higher. We're We're in a tough time as a country. And, like, it's bringing people and ideas out of the woodwork but we got off topic again, man. Here's a question. Yeah. All this medical care that's so damn expensive, we all just assume it makes people able to live longer, right? But don't most of the people we know die around 70? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, or and 90 just, if they're strong. Somewhere between 70 and 90. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know if you heard I don't know if you heard Paul. He says his dad just turned 70. So, good, yeah. good know, job, I Dale. Heard what good, he, I heard what he said. Great, great job, yeah. Dale. Good job. <laughs> no, continue on I what you're saying. Or 90, though. if they're strong, he might have another 20 years on this earth. You never know. He might be yeah. one of the ones that busts the average and gets to yeah. 112. Is the average? As much as what I is will. the average? What's, what's Dr. Google say about the average? I think it's like 74... Yeah, I that think might be for, that might be women. That might be women. I don't know. I know women live longer. Uh, 77.28 years as of 2020 for the United States, 80.90 years for the United Kingdom, and 81.75 years for Canada. We're too fat. We're too goddamn fat. Too much McDonald's. But I can't help but they got the Super Mario Brothers Happy Meal toys. Listen, if our worst problem as a society is that we're so good at making food that we're all getting fat, bravo, gentlemen. It's not that we're making We've good died. food. It's, <laughs> it's not the it problem. To, do you know what poor people ate you before this? You said good this? food. You said yeah. that. 
Dale. Just yeah, now. it is nutritionally dense food. Is it nutritionally dense? Is oh, McDonald's yes. nutritionally That's dense? That's the problem. It's very nutritionally <laughs> dense. Define nutritionally certain nutrients dense. that are hard to come by, like fats and proteins and sugars. Those things <laughs> are very rare in any diets up to this point because the they're very is... hard to produce. We've gotten so good at them, we have to stop. The problem is it makes my That's turds right. a little too dense, and then I get constipated. Oh, and not to mention that horrible you... brown racing streak they leave <laughs> as they go down to hell. <laughs> racing streak? You, you gotta balance it out with the Taco Bell, though. That'll just give you the runs. Mm-hmm. If, if there's you a, had too there's much a clever McDonald's. balance of, uh, you know, brand muffins and yeah. Taco Bell you have to eat to keep your body <laughs> healthy. I've learned Define these things. Healthy. I am a medical expert. <laughs> uh, I feel sick just thinking about it. <laughs> we're we're reinventing the food guide pyramid today. We should do a tier list, but it's yeah, the there's food, only four. But it's the food, food pyramid, groups, you know. like Taco Bell, Taco bread, top. Uh, mm-hmm. beans, meat. Close, bro. And beans, and bacon, whiskey, beans. lard. Oh, that's from uh, Atlantis. All you need. Damn, you got me. <laughs> I, See, I know that I was one. Hoping someone, I was hoping someone would pick it out. Beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. Beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. Love it. What a good movie. Underrated. One of the, movie. One of the overlooked classics. It really is. Sure. It's a cult classic, in my opinion. Although, just don't look at any of the. Uh, sequel or anything like that that they've made about it because it's all crap just just the first and original one that's the only one that you actually had a good idea and then they sucked the fun out of it and made it about money and then it died that sounds like they do that with a lot of things yeah who's they hollywood disney in this case the medical industry illuminati or something i don't know but uh through the Illuminati, from Disney to the Illuminati, and from the Illuminati, let's get right back into the medical industry. Yeah, let's get back into a gentleman. A natural, um, a natural progression. I'm you, just saying. You know, just going back to touch once more on the whole America is expensive, but Canada's free and takes longer thing. It mm-hmm. still takes me a ridiculously long amount of time to get an appointment. I don't know if that's just because of the city I live in. Maybe there's I, a lot of college kids, but like you know, like I I had to get like a freaking like a colonoscopy, and they they scheduled it out like a half a year away until I searched around and just got lucky, got it over nuts. with sooner. That's that's interesting. Um, the things I've heard and have not confirmed yet are that uh, wait times were slightly shorter when insurance companies weren't being propped up by Obamacare because they had to have more financial incentive to uh, provide a quality product mm. for their clients as opposed to yeah. having I don't have it the Obamacare. that people get it. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, I don't well, have it, Obamacare. It, so yeah, I don't it wasn't know. just Obamacare. It, Obamacare changed how every insurance company in the nation worked. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, that really upset the industry and has made it so that the insurance... Companies no longer have to be as responsive to customer feedback, let's say. Yeah, I had to cancel my, just like a basic checkup even, and that's like six months out. You know, maybe if I Mm. decide to switch a doctor every time and I'm like, you know, it's like when you go get a haircut, just give me whoever's first. I don't care if it's Susan or or D, just, you know, 
like if I didn't want to stick mm-hmm. with one guy, which he's not that great anyway, so I guess I might as well just like eh, give me whoever's available. See, that's know, crazy. To, yeah, dude. Even even for um, me, I I have my appointments aren't any more ever than a month out. Never. Yeah. It, it's never been more than a month out. Oh, really? Now that's an interesting development. So from the private sector side, most people will find that a month is not an unreasonable amount of time for a procedure to be set. They can be as long as six months away. Well, okay, I'm not saying procedure. I'm saying <laughs> doctor's visits. Like, for instance, if I made a doctor's appointment for just a general checkup or something of that nature, I could go online and search to see when the next available appointment with my primary care physician is. And that would be like, I could see their schedule and I could see that, okay, they have the, their next opening is three weeks out, four weeks at, you know, max. Mm-hmm. And I just schedule the time and day and that'd be the end of it. Uh, for those sort of things, yeah, about a month is normal. You know, between two weeks and a month, depending. Doesn't sound like Sometimes it. you get lucky and you get one like a few days from now. And sometimes you get unlucky and it's like two months from now. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's way, way too long for, for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just a bunch of crap. And then, you know, once I finally did have the procedure done, uh, the, you know, the colonoscopy, here's another fun thing amber Amber and i were both just like on the phone like trying to figure out is the insurance going to cover this or we're going to have to pay for it up front it's just like a mystery and you call the insurance people they don't fucking know you call the 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 actual hospital and they're like yeah it says it's in network but i don't know what they're doing and then even once we finally fight with them and get them to pay that portion of it well then we get another bill later and that's from the anesthesiologist Oof. Well, that's a separate entity, same hospital, separate entity, new rules. Is this covered? We don't know. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, like another thousand dollars just out of nowhere. Like you would think like when you go online and look shit up and you say, oh, this hospital is covered under my insurance. I'm good. You might not be. Who's going to think to ask, well, what about the anesthesiologist? What about the person, like, freaking wiping my butt? What about this? What about Billy over there in the corner with the Q-tip? How much is that going to cost me? Where is he from? I don't fucking know. Billy's always the fucking middleman. You even know about him, man. He's shady. Man, you ain't no Billy. You ain't been on them streets, dog. Fuck fuck the (laughs) anesthesiologist. Just next time, stay awake for it, dude. Be a real man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, You know, go back in, like, the, the times of the Three Stooges. They just hit you in the head with a goddamn hammer. No, 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 no. They give you some Just a big stick of Novocaine. Just a big old stick of Novocaine. They're going to put it in your jaw and Mm -hmm. in your fucking face and really anywhere they're mm going to be. I love the idea, or not the idea, but like just the the picture, right? One of my favorite movies is Master and Commander. And in that movie, it's like the handless 12 year old child or however old he is, uh, a bottle of whiskey, presumably rum, whatever, because they're on a ship. Mm. And he has to get his leg amputated because he got some uh, uh, Ooh, some grape Dang shot or, or chain shot or something. And oh, it, oh, it really, geez. really messed him up, right? So he has to get his leg amputated and they did give him uh, a piece of wood oh, to bite oh, down oh. on. And uh, they before they do that, they're like, here, take a swig of this. And it's just like, yep, that's... That's anesthesia for that for that age. We are very, very, very lucky for living in the yeah. age 
where we don't have to get woodpeckers to, you know, like peck out the evil uh, sins of our forefathers or whatever the hell they have to do. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet this culture. This is like, I didn't know the Iroquois were so, uh, so inventive. That was just but, last uh, week. I had to give uh, old uh, Laughing Bear a, a lobotomy with a pointy stick. <laughs> Laughing bear. He's not laughing anymore. Or is he laughing more? If only they'd been born (laughs) down in Mexico, they could have figured this shit out. Uh, Down in Peru. A lobot. Did you say Tijuana? Tijuana don't got that uh, that cocaine. Talk about flipping lobotomies. You talk about medical mishaps. Holy crap! Like. That guy, he he made yeah. a killing too. I mean, until the medical malpractice lawsuits came up on him, but like he made a ton of money. The guy, the the doctor, quote unquote, who came up with lobotomies. I'll take. I take big, comfort in knowing that he's now burning in hell. I'll take this big old chisel of mine, and I'm gonna hit your brain with it, and it's gonna make you feel better. But. It, you know, uh, they prescribe lobotomies I mean, for people who masturbated at a certain point. JFK's daughter. What if, what if you really believe that? I mean, and that's also why uh, circumcision became a thing as well, I believe. No way. No, circumcision was a religious thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's that, but also, actually, it's it's many things. It's because it gives you less pleasure when you get all those nerve endings and shit removed so they thought you would be Bro, less likely to jerk off. If sex off. is like this without was the pleasure, then I'm cool with it. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, if I maybe have it's... to have just the little tippy bit of skin to really feel the pleasure, bro. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, until you Don't get tell Kramer. Until you get up to the the gates of heaven, they're like, alright, drop a trial. Oh, you got snipped. Down to hell. Yeah. <laughs> There was. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things that there's definitely like. Wait, no, no, because they wanted you to. I thought it was a religious thing for a while. And then yeah, I'm went, saying we're all wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying we're and all wrong. Wasn't. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm just saying we're all wrong. That's that's. So it was you, such you, an important religious thing uh, that my very favorite story in the Bible happened from it, where Moses's wife had to follow him down the road and be like, "Hey, listen, you little fucking pussy. All right." You're telling them that you're not going to do what the big guy told you to do, yeah. and you're just going to walk the other way. Yeah. You know what I just had to do? You circumcised everyone in Israel. Every single fucking man in Israel, you've touched their penis and circumcised them, except yourself. <laughs> there was a guy except in yourself the yourself and your son. So, like, I did your son, and if you don't turn around and do what uh, the big guy says, I'm going to use this knife I used to circumcise your son, <laughs> and I'm going to cut your fucking penis off. Okay, that's. I don't want to be a eunuch now. I, I love how they perfectly captured the, the man and woman dynamic in ancient marriage. It was just like, the man does all this <laughs> stuff until he fucks up, and then the wife is like, I will cut your balls off. I have nothing, nothing to add to The one guy who, I think it might have been Samson even, or maybe he was the, the guy who decapitated a bunch of guys with a donkey jawbone, but there was one dude who had to like get the like a thousand foreskins from like the philistine armies like he was just like circumcising all these dead philistines and collecting them in his little foreskin pouch i guess i don't like the the train of thought we got on here at all (laughs) i just gotta say and sadly it's coming close to the end of the episode so (laughs) but i was thinking for the end of this episode listening to this i'm sorry 
<laughs> she, she might too. Got a little uh, wild there. I was thinking for the end of this episode, uh, before we started recording, you were messing with that AI generator. I think mm. the best way to end this is to put up a random prompt in there. I don't know what it, what the random prompt. Dale, think of a random prompt. Doesn't have to have anything to do with being an ending. Preferably nothing with foreskins. Just think of a <laughs> think of a random prompt for Paul to put into the AI generator. And Paul, go ahead and stream it on the Discord. So I, I'll I'll read it for us to end the uh, end the uh, episode here. Whenever. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Here describe we go. procedure to or describe medical procedure to turn child into potato. There you go. How about I that? I can't think of a more perfect way to end. Yeah. Describe a medical procedure I'm gonna, I'm gonna to turn list for this a child into a potato. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> oh, okay, this is what I'm reading. All right, this is it. It is not possible to turn a child into a potato or any other living being through medical or any other means. It is important to respect the inherent dignity and value of all living beings and to recognize that it is not acceptable to attempt to alter or manipulate their physical or biological nature, Paul says. But what if it was? The AI says, It is not appropriate or ethical to consider or discuss hypothetical scenarios that involve... Uh, this isn't as nearly as interesting as I thought it would be. I'm going to tell you. Here, here. This will be better. <laughs> okay. Write a haiku about a potato child in the river of ketchup. Short and sweet. Potato child roams along the river of ketchup red, finding a new home. <laughs> Look, right. John, it's about Levi. <laughs> Don't you dare. All right, gentlemen, that will bring this episode of our terrible tirade of the medical industry to an end. Thank you all for joining us. I'll see you next time on Terrible Tirades. <laughs>